0: Many of us have or will experience the loss of a loved one. There are those of us who have dealt with an immediate death with no time to prepare and say goodbye. And then there are those of us who are dealing with the terminal illness of a parent, sibling, child, spouse, or friend. How can we prepare for the inevitable? What are some of the things we need to do? In today's episode, we will cover the process, the goodbyes, and the things we can do in the aftermath. I hope this show helps you as you go through this difficult process. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you were asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by, first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, it helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together. One of my best girlfriends just lost her dad to Alzheimer's. In her message she left, when she was sharing his death, she said they had already lost him years ago to the disease, and now they were dealing with their final goodbyes. I, myself, and my family went through the same process when our beautiful brother succumbed to AIDS. While they suffer and we suffer through the process of seeing their health diminish and have difficulty accepting that we can't or the doctors can't do anything more than they are doing, we must prepare for the inevitable end. The first thing we need to do is be sure we are attending medical appointments and get to know the key team of doctors beginning with their MD that will be handling all of your loved one's exams, surgeries, etc. You will usually have a team if it is a complicated illness since each doctor is handling a specialty. Be sure you're a part of these visits to help advocate for your loved one, and to keep meticulous notes, which will help you with everything from next appointments, medications that they need to take, and at what times. Next, be sure to have their wishes very clearly spelled out for the end of life. It is incredibly helpful, since during the very emotional time of authorizing a DNR, or extended stay in ICU where they become incapacitated, brain damaged, or any of the other ravages that could happen, we are clear when it would be the time that they would not want us to fight to sustain a quality of life they would not choose. You also want to discuss their openness to hospice care, a live-in nurse, and other arrangements as their health deteriorates. These conversations are often difficult to have since most people are in denial about the finality of their lives. But we must persist in getting these questions answered so when we can be sure that their wishes are carefully written out while they are coherent. The other part of this conversation is to discuss their burial wishes. This often leads to asking questions of whether they want to be buried or cremated. And then there is the burial place, the type of coffin, or even if they choose cremation, there still may be a burial place in addition to places where they would like their ashes to be dispersed. You can also ask them what they would like inscribed on their tombstone, if there is a type of tombstone they would like, and if they want a single plot or they want someone to be buried with them. Again, while this is all painful to ask, it is important that you do it so you are not guessing, and there aren't an abundance of opinions after they are deceased, but you have the clear wishes of the person. To ease the discomfort of this topic, I shared with my brother my end-of-life wishes to make it clear that I had thought this through since I am fully aware that at some point my earthly life will come to an end. And I have written out all of my wishes, updated my last will and testament, and have a typed list of my key contacts around this topic. At the time of my passing, I am clear that those who love me will be overcome with emotion. I don't want to add to the burden of their grieving. It is written out so there are no questions and no guessing. The next thing we need to do is be sure that all of their documents are in order and in an organized place. This includes their last will and testament, to be sure the wishes for their assets or personal possessions are communicated. In their last will and testament, uh, it also should be clearly articulated what they want to happen if they are transferring money to dependents or have management of their accounts and other financial interests they may have. There are many people who have trusts set up to handle all of this, including bypass taxes uh, that and other taxes if there's not a bypass trust that will be incurred by the estate. I also had a list of key people that had handled business affairs for my brother. Fortunately, I knew who his key attorney was, his accountant, the president of his co-op board, his managing agent, the owner of the garage where he kept his car. Uh, But if you don't know those people, be sure you have those contacts so you can handle everything that needs to be handled. The next thing you want to be sure is all these documents are in a locked file or a safety deposit box so that you can have access to them uh, once you have to, once the um, estate is turned over to you. Uh, One of the other things uh, for sure is that I made sure we had real estate transfer documents, all key information regarding the home, insurance policies, etc. If you are going to be the primary person handling the affairs post-death, I recommend setting up a joint account so that you can seamlessly handle all the bills that follow and there are bills that follow. Once that is arranged, I think it is so good to be sure you are really recording time spent with your loved one, asking them questions about their life, sharing great memories that you will want to long relive after they are gone. Tell them how much you love them, how much they mean to you. I actually wrote a letter since I wanted to put everything down on a piece of paper and make sure I actually said it. And then, of course, every day I had a chance to say, I love you. Don't put off the time you were spending with them because you don't know how quickly their health will deteriorate. The doctors will give you an estimate, but it is just that, an estimate. When the time comes to say your final goodbye, it feels so final to comfort you. And I know those of you who have deep faith share this belief with me. Know that they are still living with you just in another way. And you can still talk to them and sometimes you will even get signs when they do. But there are many ways to celebrate their lives and keep their life and what they stood for alive. There were so many ideas ranging from having a plaque made in their name on a bench in their favorite park, planting a tree in their name, having a beautiful urn in a special place in your home with their ashes, creating picture collages, or any number of things to celebrate them. For my brother, Two dear friends of his helped us create a memorial scholarship that we give out at the high school we went to, uh, to a deserving student at the high school we went to every year. Before I give out the award and acknowledge the student, I always talk about my beautiful brother, who he was and what he represented, so that in addition to the cash award, the scholarship has more meaning. The winner also receives a copy of his favorite poem, Desiderata, by Max Ehrman, which also keeps his legacy and things he loved alive. I hope this show helps you prepare a bit for this difficult time. If you would like me- more resources, please join our private, supportive, and inspiring Facebook community called My Magnus Obis Community. Also, I am offering one-on-one coaching and there's one spot open in May. If you'd like more information or to sign up for the spot, please go to www.mymagnusopius.com and click on the coaching tab. Until next time, I'm sending you so much light and love. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story and tag me at My Magnus opus. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.mymagnusopus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do, And keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.